0: David, do you want to introduce us this week?
1: Yes. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to old ass movie reviews. Uh, I'm Dave. That's Scott. And oh look, we got Mel. Mel's back. <laughs> She's gonna do a, a movie review with us of *Excalibur*, the 1981 classic. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this movie. I, I watched it <laughs> last night and then this morning i watched the director's commentary because i called i texted Mal and asked her if she had seen the the thing you and i were talking about scott on amazon and i just chose not to watch that because it was like five bucks and i don't have the time so i didn't watch that (laughs) but i did watch the the director's commentary and while i was walking around and doing little things around the house and i was very interested in some of the stuff he had to say um but uh who would who wants to roll this out uh more than I just did. Anybody? Anybody? Well,
0: um, I, yeah, let me just pre- <laughs> let me just preface this. Um, when, uh, Mal, when we had you on before, um, I haven't been able to stop thinking about you talking about driving to work with Wagner. Playing, right. And it's like, oh, yeah, here's Mal driving through with the cherry blossoms falling on her shining armor of a car. Okay. <laughs> So I think that last night, when I see the knights running through the cherry trees, the blossoms right. falling, yeah. they're just glistening. It's like, is that now on the
1: way to work? That, that's how <laughs> Mallory feels. She's like polishing up her armor. She's like, yeah, yeah.
2: way to go. Got
1: this. Don't worry about a thing, King Arthur. You
0: you yeah. So you know, we we talked about that. It's like Excalibur. It's it's such such a classic. I haven't seen this in so many years, and. Yeah. Uh, last time I watched it, I was probably twelve years old. Um, wow. Really, that it's long? been that long since I've watched oh. it. Um, it, but it made such an impression because it was so. It's such a cool flick. It, um, yeah. my god, the world building that they did. Uh, it's and looking at all, going back now and looking at all the faces. Poor Patrick Stewart in his twenties and still bald.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he must have been only in his twenties, like maybe late twenties. Same way with Liam yeah, Neeson. Liam Neeson too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, the guy, shoot, uh, Nigel Terry was King Arthur. Yep. Yeah. I had brought up the list, but there's a guy in there that I didn't realize who he was Uh until the in the director's cut. Look at my glasses, my I have those googly eyeglasses. (laughs) Put them on, my eyes look really big. Um, and the director had mentioned the guy. I want to see if he's on the IMDb. Uh list of actors because i thought it was very interesting i was like oh my god that's who that is um and of course my (laughs) internet doesn't want to work as fast as i want it (laughs) well who are you who are you trying to figure out who it is not clive swift it was the guy on the horse next to um
0: that uh, narrowed it down
1: patrick stewart yeah that's exactly right that's why i'm like i can't find his name was it the one during the scene with or you're
0: castle? with us or against us? Or
1: yeah. when he's first, Yeah, whenever uh, he's first saying, Patrick Stewart's like, no, he pulled the sword, he's the king, I'm with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uriens. Uriens is the, uh,
2: he's the character, is the right? Uriens, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Let me see if I can bring him up. No, oh, not Keith Buckley. No, that wasn't him? Because he no. was the one. I thought that he uh, jumped down and knocked him off the horse.
1: Oh, Jesus. And it's a, it, let me see. The
0: no, th- there was the, the guys, uh, he was mounted right next to Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and right and me, Of course. Now like, I want to you know, see him. You're either I with can't. us or against us. What that's is that's it? That's, I'm against you. Against <laughs> <guess> you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but
1: it's very interesting. The amount of people that they had Clive Swift. I don't know. Uh, you may have recognized Clive Swift, the guy who is playing yeah. Arthur's, uh, foster father. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sir yeah. Rector. Yeah. It's the guy from um, Keeping Up Appearances. It's Richard. It's Richard Bucket. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Where the oh my God, it's one of my favorite my favorite <laughs> shows. So when I saw him and I realized who he was, I was like, "Holy crap, it's Richard!" So anybody who watches this and is wondering, you know, where they've seen oh, wow. Richard before, or you know, you've been watching the series and you're like, "Who the hell is that guy?" <laughs> King Arthur's dad. Well, yeah. <laughs> his uh, stepfather. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Useless information. Yeah. Nobody really Yeah, but that, about.
0: that's one of the neat things about going back and seeing these movies. We're seeing actors who are just starting out, um, mm-hmm. actors that have actually had quite a long career that is like, holy crap. You just never, never realized all these people were in it. And then you see others that you never see again. <laughs> it's like, right. Right. very exactly. true. Yeah.
2: Like, I think the, that, that, also says something to the work of the British actor.
3: Mm-hmm, true.
2: You know, because, in my opinion, the British actors, they, they it's an art to them. And it's mm-hmm. something that they yeah. work on and they refine time over time. We have a couple of American actors and actresses who do that, but for the most part, I it just doesn't seem like they put in the work the way that right. the,
0: the no, they do. No, they
1: don't. Well, they want a paycheck. I, I, I feel like a lot of American actors get into it because they want to be a huge star uh-huh. yeah and that's yeah, you know, that's good enough i guess for some but it's also not the reason you do anything you know um a 20 million dollar a picture payday is freaking awesome i would do that oh, yeah. i'd do one mo- oh. i'd do one film at that and i'd be like i'm done see ya. <laughs> and you know they'd be like what happened to him oh he must have died no I'm a- i retired <laughs> 20 million dollars in one paycheck i'm gone I don't live in California. I can afford to retire, <laughs> you know? But uh, the guy's name is Karen Hines. Oh, I love him. Karen Hines, yeah. And when I realized who he was, I was like, holy crap. That's Because he doesn't look like Karen Hines. He's Matt, got the beard. His, his face looks a little bit more squarey, roundy in that armor and everything. And I'm like, holy crap. And when I looked at him, when the guy said his name, the director, uh-huh. I, I was... Stunned. I was like, oh, my God, you got all these actors in it. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Karen Hines, Clive Swift, Patrick Stewart, uh, Corin Redgrave, uh-huh. Liam Neeson, Keith Buckley, who is the guy who played Urans, Uren, yes. who I've heard of that guy, and I know he's been in other stuff. Uh, Gabriel Byrne yeah. playing Uther. Where the hell was he? He <laughs> was, was Uther. He was Uther Pendragon. Huh? Oh my god! Right, I know you yeah. don't recognize him because they I, look so no shit. <laughs> look, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, well, this movie was a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I wanted Damn. to see who played Paul Jeffrey. Sounds familiar, the guy who played Person. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I know that name, like, but I can't place him in anything else. But I know I've seen him in other stuff. You know, so I'm not sure what else he's done. And Nigel Terry, I don't think has done enough. And of course, Thank you. Helen Mary, Helen Maron. she will okay. forever
2: be Morgana to me. As many are, other you, are you, she, you? Are you? You know,
0: I didn't even realize that. I knew she was in it, and then I completely forgot. And holy right. shit,
1: <laughs> she's beautiful. She's still very. Oh yeah, I've seen old pictures say. of her, and it's like, but oh yeah, that was Helen Maron. Oh my yeah. god, stunning, awesome. You know, you've always been stunning.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know.
2: And then, you know, the I think the cool thing about that is, you know, they paired her with Liam Neeson's character in the movie, and they actually end up living together
1: and dating yeah. for four years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's walking around, te- you know, teaching him how to be an actor and introducing him to people uh, from what the director said. It's like, yeah. oh, that's cool. You know, that, that was really cool. Um, yeah. And her and Nicole, Nicole Terry, the guy who played Merlin. Nicole. Oh, that relationship. <laughs> Yeah, oh. but, like if when we listen to the director's cut, Scott, there's uh the the director's just talking about stuff in general, and right? He's trying to get the guy to play Merlin, the Orion or Warner Brothers. Is like, no, we don't want this guy. He's you know he's been in three movies that just lost money, and he's like, no, no, you know I got to have this guy. But he looks at other people for Warner Brothers, and all of a right. sudden, he's like, I can't find anybody else. This is the guy that I want. Okay, I'll do the movie, and then he says we have helen maron coming in here i don't want to do the movie we can't be <laughs> together you know we've, we've had difficulties in the past he goes to helen maron tells her you know yes i'll do the part okay i got nickel in there oh i can't do the movie <laughs> oh <laughs> my god like there's more going on there than just a work relationship oh yeah well that
0: works though i mean that works yeah. with their chemistry as and morgana and merlin that's,
1: and, the- and that's that's what the director yeah. said. He's like, you know, I, he goes, I knew this was going to work. If I could get him, if I could just get him in the same room, it would work.
0: Yes, absolutely. And he you could see that. You can feel right. that tension. You can oh, feel yeah. the... Oh, yeah. There's there, wow. always,
1: I always just put it up to really good acting. But the good wow. acting was them not scratching each other's eyes out. <laughs> yeah. They, they were uh, being true.
2: Yeah, they, uh, they had actually dated in the past, too, and it ended yeah. horribly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, like... They've said they were told, "Hey, you're going to be working opposite such and such," and they were just kind of like, "Yeah, no, I'm not doing it." And like Mm -hmm. after convincing them, like this is going to be a big movie, you need to be a part of this. Yeah, They were like, "Yeah, let's do it." And like I said, the chemistry was great, and it ended up that later on in life, they actually reconciled.
1: Oh, did they? I didn't care. I must have been in the other room whenever he mentions that, but that's pretty cool. I like that they reconciled. (laughs) Oh, my damn.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they reconciled before he died.
1: So oh, that's right. nice. Yeah, that's so
2: um, that, was, that was a good thing. But yeah, you talk about chemistry between, you couldn't get hate like that from anybody
1: else. No. Nobody no. else. And I always put it up to just really good acting. Mm-hmm. And I loved his portrayal of Merlin. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because Merlin's all serious, serious, serious. And then something stupid would happen. And he would just, like, have a moment, like, oh, my God, I just, all like, you know, throw his hands up and then go, then turn back around and be all stoic again. It's like, okay, I had my hissy fit. Yeah, well, well, like him catching the fish. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Like, I got it. Whoa! Yes. but that was a moment he's teaching. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's so many... God, I hate this term. I freaking hate this term. But there are so many teachable moments in this movie, to to from Merlin to Arthur. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the baptism. Let Let's. I I don't want to get too far. Ahead. <laughs> let's start in the very beginning when Arthur first rides up. Okay. Um. After. Well, that well, hell. We didn't even go back far enough, right? Because you oh, have the entire thing with Uther. Yeah. Yeah. Who
2: Gabriel anybody- Byrne it was just oh, I, I'm sorry to sorry to cut you off but he was my No first no go crush. ahead. My first crush. <laughs> like,
3: oh yeah.
2: I saw this movie and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I need to marry Uther Pendragon." I don't care who he is, but this <laughs> is a man I'm going to marry. He's a
3: dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a really
2: girl. hot
1: dog. Yeah. <laughs> true
3: dog. Oh, like, yeah. You know? <laughs>
1: Those UK actors, man, you know it's mm. the accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah My reaction really when he talks like this <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he Irish? The director was talking about his Irish accent. Yes, so yes. He's trying to speak with a British accent, and then all of a sudden, his Irish, his <laughs> accent would come out, and he'd say something, and everybody would just start laughing. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh God!
2: <laughs> so true. What you were saying? Go ahead.
1: Oh shit! I forgot what I was saying. Oh, <laughs> just, the movie, yeah. just the very beginning when uh, uh he calls out to Merlin mm-hmm. in the first battle, and he's like, you know, I need the sword. You promised me the sword, and Merlin's like, okay, I'll get you the sword, and he, he gets it for him. And you have the whole thing where you think, okay, Gabriel Byrne's going to be the good king, Uther Pendragon is going to be a really good king, and then he just gets lustful.
3: Oh for my god! Else's yeah.
1: Queen. Well, yeah. Like, well, I mean, the downfall you, for every every. It's a hell of a dance. Game, I mean, it seems like just throw the <laughs> whole I, kingdom away for that. I know, right? Yeah. The, you know, I got the magic sword. I got my the entire kingdom. Have coming a truce. On me and, yes, I everything's rain. perfect, <laughs> and yeah. let me just mess it up. Yeah. Oh, well, look, hot chick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was okay. I mean, I don't know if I would have given up a kingdom for her if I were him. Magic sword and a kingdom. Uh, I... magic sword, and a kingdom. <laughs> And every other woman in the kingdom—literally <laughs> every other woman—anybody yeah, would want him. Uh, but yeah, you, I see things like that, and that's a—that's a—a um, common thread through a lot of mythos, uh, mm-hmm. from from mm-hmm. the the Battle of Troy all the way up to Arthur, even yeah. in yep. today's you know westerns and stuff. You know, the yeah. the gunslinger who's trying to be the good guy always falls in love or lust mm-hmm. with somebody's married wife or, you know, sister. And, and starts a whole. Somebody they're not supposed yeah. to be yeah. in with, you know. And it's always, it's a really common thread with the hero's, hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I just find that very interesting that it's always been. It just seems to have always been a, a common thread. So there, there's something, there's something there. But um, when Merlin comes to take the baby away, yeah. like we had a deal.
2: yeah.
1: And Uther's like, no, no, you can't have the kid. And he's like, no, no. We we had a deal, you're not going to be the king that you think you're going to be, and that's when Uther's just he's just destroyed. He's yeah you know, he he yeah. thinks he's going to be the one to bring the lands together, and Merlin's like no, nope. nope. not you, not you. No, he screwed that up. Not after what you just did, <laughs> and I'm sorry to say I helped you, but I'm Merlin and I yeah. age backwards or I live backwards in the universe. <laughs> yeah. So I knew what was going to happen anyway, so I'm taking a hit now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, smart Merlin. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. And then whenever he rides up, uh, Arthur rides up behind. What's his Kay Is the brother's name? K is mm-hmm. his brother, okay. father. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he rides up behind him, and he's he plays very stiff. He his acting gets a lot looser and a little bit better as he becomes King Arthur. Um, But initially, I thought he was really stiff when he starts talking. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I, yeah. I forgot that part. Like he was really, really stiff as an actor, and I don't know if it was because he was like new to it. I, I, I didn't I don't really know. hear the the director say anything bad about him. He's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, he played from 16 till however old he was whenever Arthur died, and he does a really good job. Yeah. But, but I, I just love that most. I'm doing a lot of talking. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, uh, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it seems like a lot of the legends always show that Arthur was brought up poorly. Like he was always mistreated. I love how Clive Swift and the brother, they actually love him. This is this is my little brother, mm-hmm. and I'm going to teach uh-huh. him how to be a knight. This is my son. I'm going to teach him how to be a knight. And the, the, there's an actual love there for for Arthur in this in this version of it, in this telling of the story. And I really like that. I mean, there's so, I've read some other stories where Arthur's always, the, for lack of a better term, the redheaded stepchild, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. it's like, ah, but when I- Yeah, when that's just a plot
0: device to make yeah. you uh, sympathize. Yeah. And like, oh, well, the magic yeah. orphan.
1: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> know. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it was nice to see the father and brother actually like him, And they're just, yeah. you forgot the yeah. sword. You're not supposed to forget the sword. And they chuckle about it. Go get the sword. It's not a big deal. Yeah. No, we still got time. Mm-hmm. And then the brother's getting worried. He's been gone too long. I I got to go find my brother, and he goes off to find the brother just in time to see him pull the sword. Yeah. From the <laughs> well, what's, what's neat and about the brother's that? brother's like, give me that. You can't. Yeah. And then, then the father runs up. He's, did you pull the sword? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. No, sir. No. <laughs> yeah. no. And
0: what what's neat about that that scene is. The sword really wasn't stolen. Um, it was taken to lead Arthur to the yeah to Excalibur. Uh-huh. It was it, it was very and I never him. caught that before. And yeah. it's like, wow, the, the, the kid who had the sword was waiting. It's like, hey, I'm over here, come on, you yeah. know, and, and it was it was Merlin or or the dragon calling to him.
1: Yep, yeah, yep, exactly. Exactly. Or should
0: we say the force? <laughs> the
1: force. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the king force. <laughs>
0: It, I'm going to get was, this out of the way real quick before I forget about it. Um, the other Star Wars reference is went right after the sword and Arthur runs to Merlin and they're there, Merlin's taking a nap and Arthur is like freaking out seeing snakes and there's yeah, owls yeah. and it reminds yeah. me of the, the cave that Luke went into that ah, when he went to see yeah. Yo- Master right. Yoda and it's like, son of a bitch, here we go again.
1: <laughs> but the, the, the director talks a little bit about that scene. Uh-huh. yeah Mel did you hear what he said there about about uh, uh, that it was I have to refresh my memory on that one. How did he put it? He, he was like I, I wanted all this life in this little area around Merlin in the forest to show that he was part of the land that uh-huh. this, this uh. was all uh-huh. like you, for lack of a better term this is the forest and this is Luke and this is yeah. this is all the land. Yeah. this is everything he's supposed to control and help and none of the animals were running away from him. they're actually coming up yeah. to him. But it was freaking the kid out because he had no idea how to be a king. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one of the – I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: Oh,
2: no. I think we're probably going to say the same thing that, you know, it's the lesson that they learn that the king and the land are one.
3: Yeah, There it is. Yes. And, you
2: know, it's like as he succeeds, the land prospers. Mm -hmm. You know, when he's sick or, you know, is defeated, Mm -hmm. things die. You're not going to get anything. And, you know, that is a constant that you do see through the movie. You know? oh
1: yeah terribly so
2: oh yeah yeah and you know getting back to your whole thing about Nigel Terry being so stiff I
3: mm-hmm.
2: I thought that it was just very well played by him mm-hmm. you know because he was that awkward kid you yeah, know? yeah. He, you had Kay, who was the big blonde-haired big brother who's already a knight who's about to mm-hmm. go in the joust and here's the scraggly kind of like Arthur yeah yeah
1: you know, you know what? you're probably right you, you that makes more sense <sighs> That yeah. makes more sense that that's how he is playing it.
2: Because yeah. it's, it threw me for a loop. I was watching, um, what is it? A Lion in Winter with Catherine Hepburn. Oh, and geez, I haven't Nig- seen that in years. Nigel Terry actually plays the heir. He's going to be the king in that. And once again, <laughs> he's that little scraggly, kind of wormy kid. And oh, I was like, funny. "Is he getting typecast?" You know,
0: <laughs> as a king. <laughs>
2: yeah, as a king. I mean, it's not bad that everybody sees you, Kingly, but like, a right. little laddie kind of king. Who, right, right. In mean, Lion Winter, he really didn't kind of evolve, but in in Excalibur, you do see him become this great man and yeah. you know, the, the greatest of men in all actuality. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I just love that. And then, of course, you know, Davil get this one of. When he popped up on Doctor Who, I just about lost my mind. During the uh, oh come on, during the David Tennant series, come on.
0: Oh shit! Oh. You, you're going to have to refresh my memory oh, now. Shit!
1: Yeah. What? Oh, oh I've I'm I'm really? missing some. I know. Whenever you say oh. it, I'm going to go. Oh yeah! I'm but. not going to give you the
2: episode, but I'm going to let you know that he was a general. He was a bad guy in it.
1: With David, David Tennant series,
0: With
2: David Tennant series. It was early on. It was like in one of his specials.
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those little uh, one hour offshoots that they did. Yeah, son of a. You're band. gonna
2: have to go back yeah. and long. No, I'm
0: gonna. Well, that's have all right. I can long always long. rewatch some David. Tennant. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I'm stuck. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and you know what's gonna be crappy is this minute I start watching, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I knew who that was. Yeah, of course I do. Because
0: I've seen the name before. Um, it's just mm-hmm. you know, an Excalibur to me. He wasn't very recognizable. Right. Um, I guess because he was was younger. Of course, I didn't recognize Helen Mirren either.
1: But right.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the funny things too, because you know, she was just this absolutely gorgeous force in the movie. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I loved about the director's commentary, and Dave, I, I'm i guess I'm guessing that you caught it was when Borman was talking about it how he said that he had the breastplate and he kept yeah. that <laughs> yeah. and his you know, his plan is to eventually give it back to her.
1: Yeah. You know. But he's he's like
2: at a up in his house <laughs> yeah. he's he yeah.
1: to her in his will <laughs> yeah I think is what he says yeah I, I thought that was very very that's very that's sweet cool. you know that they've still yeah. they still know each other and everything
2: yeah
1: he yeah. talks about she has a waspy waist and a voluptuous <laughs> breast or something yeah. like that and he's like and I, I just recently seen her and this is back in 91 I think when they did the commentary or something like yeah. that yeah He's like, I just recently seen her, and she still has a waspy waist and a voluptuous breast. <laughs> She's still very beautiful. And I was just checking. I'm like, oh my god, Did You can only talk like that about a friend, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah you
2: can't do that that often anymore. So, so wow. right on that one.
1: Yeah, but it was a. Uh, it's the, the director's commentary was very telling of a lot of the stuff, like the woods area where they filmed. Mm-hmm. He filmed about, what'd he say? Uh, it was within distance of his house because he walked yeah. the woods. He was still walking oh, well. in the woods at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he goes, I could almost go home for for lunch, lunch whenever yeah. we call break. <laughs> so oh, that's was, great. Like, really close. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought that was really cool because a lot of the areas that they shot the films at were like areas really close to where he lived uh-huh. in uh, Ireland. Yeah. That whole film was shot in Ireland. Yes. Movie about Britain. In Ireland. <laughs> Being filmed in Ireland back in the 80s. Yes. At the height of the IRA. Go figure. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah.
1: And a, and a um, Catholic movie at that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, pretty much,
2: you're Very right. Catholic movie, yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I liked uh, Morgana when she was a little girl mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. at Merlin as he's leaving. Uh mm-hmm. huh. You know, oh yeah, you that, could. There was a nice scene. That little yeah. kid of evil. She just got yes. those eyes. Like, are you? Well, she played, well. she played now? it well. She played it well. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> she had the sight. She saw. She knew that was not her she father knew. in there.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh huh. And I, I like yeah. the way you know the the early editing um, of how they did that scene mm-hmm. with um, the switch between Cornwall and Uber. Right. And how they would show Cornwall one second, and he'd have the helmet on, but he'd lift it up to show his face, and then he'd go and he'd reach yeah. up, and then uh, Uther's face was there, and then it switched back. Right. You know, this is editing before, you know, it really became what it is today, and it was mm-hmm. on par with what we see now. Yeah, well, it was. Uh,
0: it was great sorry, with that. No, I would yeah. just, that's one of the things, 1981, not a ton of CGI, you're having to use miniatures, no. a lot of tricks in camera, and that's one of them, a lot of stuff in the editing room made it all come mm-hmm. together, and it's, um, uh, you know, a lot of superimposing, and um, mm-hmm. it was really well done, and they had to yeah. really think outside the box.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. have to, like, he talked about doing the um, the castle in the mountains, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. they did that with, uh, what do you, I think he said a mirror? Yeah. Like, I always thought it was just like a painting that it was a matte painting overlaid, and that's how they just shot yeah. through the matte painting. Yeah. But he used it even simpler. They made a small model of of, of uh, Camelot. They did some kind of reflective shot with the mirror to the camera, and just it was in the mountains. It right there. It was there. And So when the guys rode in front of it, they, they were riding in front of Camelot. So when it came up in their helmets and everything, that way it wasn't, I guess, cutting into the into the matte painting. Right. Yeah, I was okay. Like, That's brilliant. And I honestly thought maybe they had either a matte painting or it was a castle that they just, you know, painted to look fancy and new or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. It was such an easy... Simple stuff. Yeah, in-camera effect. Yeah. Yes. How great is that? Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, it's very well done. Um, mm-hmm. And for the time, um, it was pretty graphic. Not anymore compared oh, yeah. to a lot of the battle scenes. Yeah. But, I mean, there were severed limbs. There was a lot of blood spurting. Um, and that mm-hmm. even even all of that was well done. And we're, oh, yeah. we're talking, this yeah. is all practical effects. No CGI, fake gore, any of that. Mm-hmm. And so it was very well done in that aspect. I mean, there's, there's so much good about this movie. Um, but... I don't think you have Excalibur without that soundtrack. Ah, no,
2: definitely not.
1: You're absolutely right about that.
0: Every, the whole score throughout the movie is just right on point with everything that's going, you could watch this movie with the sound off and the music playing and still yeah. just mm-hmm. feel it.
3: And
2: but it's yeah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I like, we had talked about the, the songs before, like <laughs> it's, It's on my, on my phone. So when I get in my car, you know, I usually start the week. I love
1: that about you, man. (laughs) I
2: I, have to battle. Yes, completely. Like I start, (laughs) I start my week off with O Fortuna, you know, just like that whole, whole ride, you know, I'm like, okay, gonna have a good week. That's my pump up song. That's
0: awesome. Arms out the window. Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
2: You know, it's a funny. Sword. Yes,
1: because we lopping people's <laughs> limbs off as she drives by.
2: We've got cherry blossoms here, and I'm dying for oh. them to, you know, oh, bloom, so I can like play that, blast that out my windows as I drive through the cherry blossoms. <laughs> in
3: the
0: park. Great. <laughs> that, that, that off scene. the trail. There goes Mal's car through the trees.
3: <laughs> Why are you going
1: through my Apple? The music oh, blasting. That would
0: be awesome. I'll look for it on TikTok.
1: Damn <laughs> <definitely>. Every year. <laughs> every year she
2: drives through my... What the hell? <laughs> it's like, oh, she must be coming through
1: again. It's that time. She got yes. that damn sword again.
3: <laughs> you hear the music in
0: the background just getting louder and louder.
3: Get out of the way. <sighs> Get out of the way. Go inside. That is <laughs> that is
0: my favorite scene in the movie um, Just the way they've shot it um, Because those are cameras That ran on film Very mm-hmm. heavy And they mm-hmm. are moving right there with the horses I'm assuming yeah. it was somebody on horseback Right in front of Arthur Facing backwards holding that camera
1: I don't know how the hell they shot that Because it doesn't look I don't know if the guy was actually on a horse I don't know if Nigel Terry was really on a horse When they did the close up really shot looked, looked, If not, he wasn't it really looked like shots it were.
2: Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not sure either on that one. But, I mean But
1: it sure as hell looked like he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was well
0: you done. To, and just go, the yeah. the blossoms like snow. It was just yes. it was
1: beautiful.
2: Yeah. The rebirth of the earth at that point,
1: yes. you know. I like pretty how, much Foreman uh, <laughs> talked a lot about um timing. Mm-hmm. The, the timing to get the seasons right while he was shooting. It I think oh, he said damn. it took him three years to shoot the film and edit it and get yeah. it ready. So yeah. He was always worried about the seasons because certain scenes he wanted to be bleak and wet and and dirty. Yeah, he needed that. Yeah, yeah. He was shooting that in the middle of winter in freaking Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch, cold and wet, man. It's always cold and wet. (laughs) (laughs) And then he talks about the heather and and the other, like he was trying to make sure that they had these pristine spots that he was fencing off and making sure nobody you know stepped on him or anything. Oh, wow. And, yeah. and then, so, so when they rode by on the horses, it looked he wanted it that that mythic look yes. as they rode by. So yeah, that guy he he really framed everything yeah. well in that.
2: I mean, the the way you, uh, you look at the movie, you have to take it as the cinematography. Yeah. Then you take the music, and then it's like okay, now we'll sprinkle in the actors because yeah. the the <laughs> yeah. cinematography and music honestly those shots alone. Make the movie. Yeah,
1: you know? yeah, I would give you that.
2: And then you have the great storyline that was prepared.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and I mean that just adds to it all. But like, like you said before, if you didn't have the music, you would not have Excalibur. If you didn't have the scenery, you wouldn't have it either. No. I mean, mm-hmm. like even just the 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 scene with the Lady of the Lake.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, know? yeah.
2: I mean how hard is it nowadays to find just some lake that's absolutely calm? Mm-hmm. No one's around anywhere. Nothing's making noise. And here comes a sword, you yeah, know, and you right? get that shot. You know, yeah. they try yeah. that nowadays. They're taking out the little waves or the little ripples in the water mm-hmm. and, you know, getting rid of this animal and maybe that person walking around mm-hmm. in the background. <laughs> like the, the, like you said, the timing, the, the way that he focused on yeah. what he wanted was just amazing.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that yeah, absolutely that, the, the fact that he took so much time to to prepare and plan mm-hmm. this, yeah. this movie and okay. to help write the movie was mm-hmm. just amazing to me. Um, do you did you hear who the lady in the lake was? Yes. Wait.
2: She was the synchronized swimmer, right?
1: Nope. It was one of his daughters. It was another daughter. It
3: was the other daughter.
1: Really? It was the other daughter. Because he was daughter. trying You're to fight. He was trying to find somebody to get in the water when mm-hmm. Arthur's sword gets broken, fighting right. Lancelot, and he takes the sword and he throws it into the water. He's trying to find a woman to be the lady of the lake, yeah. and he couldn't find anybody, so he asked his daughter. Now his daughter, when that one shot is a kind of a far shot where you see. Yeah the lady in the lake laying in the distance that's her in the water actually in the freaking water in that yeah, goddamn no. river and i'm like she must have really loved her dad yeah <laughs> so oh yeah. to kiss my rear end because <laughs> the water was so cold that was like right early spring i think at that point right. he says. yeah so the water was freezing coming yeah. off that that waterfall and I'm like, oh, she must have really loved you, Dad, because I would have told you to kiss my butt. I
2: know. She's probably sitting here going, well, my sister got to be the queen. I guess I'll be the lady of the lake. You know, right? Uh, right? might as well. That's funny. I know. He,
1: he put a lot of his family members in this. Of um, course. Young, yeah. he, uh, young Mordred was yep. his 12-year-old son. Yep. And the voice of Mordred was his daughter. Uh Because he wanted to give it like that eerie, it worked that really weird, creepy vibe, and it worked perfectly. I just thought it was the boys doing like a low voice when he's talking like this, (laughs) but it was his daughter doing that voice, and I was like, that worked, she dubbed perfectly, yeah. Yeah. Because I would have just thought it was the the boy doing the weird, you know, voice, yeah.
2: Yeah, No, it they that was definitely one of the things that creeped me out the most, yeah. Little Mordred.
1: Yeah, like yeah, he's that's a creepy kid.
2: It was and he played it so well. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: uh, and I think what also kind of added to his creepiness (laughs) was his armor.
1: Yes, yeah, like a chair. Yes, yeah, and the helmet that covered did you just see like
2: the the lower part.
1: Oh, oh, that's creepy. (laughs) That is creepy. And you know, like
2: when they, you know, when they age him, and it's almost the same exact armor on an older Mordred and Morgana not aging, you know, it's like, okay, what's kind (laughs) of, yes. Yes, yet is the big thing. Um, That's crazy. That whole, you know, the gold armor, like you see everybody else in this shiny silver Mm -hmm. and here he is in this just really, uh, it's like it gives me the shining chills. Right. Yeah. I look at it because it's just like it, it. just goes right down my spine. I'm going, oh, my, that's wrong. <laughs> no. Right.
1: right. No, you're right. No.
2: So it, yeah, it, it that a character. A, oh, done so well.
1: Oh, so yeah. well. That, the guy who played him as an adult. Uh-huh. Played him just like you. Just want to slap him. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you just want to Mordred, slap. Shut up. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you know, I mean, the, he's probably. a product of of, of uh, Morgana. Um, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And she she had an axe to grind, and I'm you know. Oh, did she? It's yeah. <laughs> She's she using
1: her kid as the sharpening stone. That's for sure. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. She
0: was, yeah. and um, it's interesting that she um, she seemed to have a hatred for Arthur. Mm-hmm. But yet, Arthur had nothing to do with what happened to no. her.
1: <laughs> no, no, she did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everything she did she did to herself
0: i know yeah. and there there's another lesson <laughs> yep
1: there you go there you because
0: go. merlin knew she was going to do this <laughs> so yeah, everything she around. did yep and, and he was able to trick her um she ended up making him more powerful and yep. he was able to trick her in the end till she turned out into a hideous hag and then wow. of course mordred Choke the
1: bitch. <laughs> choke the bitch out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and yes, he really did with that one. I was like, yeah, that's one of those scenes where you see him choking her and like you don't breathe. Cause it just looks like Yeah. You know, and I, I feel like when he's doing that. And he's just squeezing tighter and tighter. It's like everything you've told me this whole time has been a lie. But now mm-hmm. I have to live out this lie.
0: Right. Yeah, you Because know,
2: it's not like he can run over and go, Hey, Dad, you know, uh, let's break this Oops. up. Uh, you know, my <laughs> bad.
0: No, because then you wouldn't bitch, have
1: a movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's that's not how it ends, son. Yeah, no. not how it's going to end. Not at all. Um, I liked in this movie there is a lot of... Uh, um, tell uh, telltale signs into christianity um mm-hmm. the the baptism of arthur which is where i started earlier and then i was like no no, no i gotta go back 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 <laughs> but when arthur has the one night in the water water is a very powerful um tool to use in a situation like that he's got the night and he says do you yield or you know i'll give you mercy and the guy's like i'll not ask for mercy from a squire, a, a peasant, a squire, yeah. and yeah. so Arthur gives him the sword and says, "Okay, make me a knight." That's a baptism. That's an absolute baptism.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And this guy is going to try and like chop off Arthur's head, but, but he, he can't. can't. The sword won't let him. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, that guy knows, shit. This guy is the king. This is mm-hmm. he's the chosen one. Yes. And he, you know, he does the, you know, you're a knight and blah blah blah. And then King Arthur stands up and everybody's like, Oh, well, we all stopped fighting.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Oops.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: My bad.
2: Yeah. You but know, it was and... a
1: very, very nice showing of a baptism. Yes. You know, I'm the, out with the old Arthur in with the new, I'm the King now, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody else is like, okay, these are the old ways are dying and we have a new way now.
2: Yeah. Ah. yep that's, that That's just so reveling. Like it's, Baptism to a to a to a t, a rebirth,
1: right?
0: Well, there's wow. there's so much so much symbolism and metaphor in this movie when you watch it. It's like oh my god, it's uh, oh, a yeah. it's just layers and layers of of stuff. And it's um you know you you get you get to um uh, Guinevere, uh uh-huh. Um and here we go again. Here's a woman who um, I'm not going to say caused all of this, but mm-hmm. it's men's lust again, yeah, right? um but she in the, in this particular telling yeah she she i mean she does tell arthur, arthur Ar, ugh, she does tell arthur eventually that you know mm-hmm. i loved you as my king and sometimes as my husband so you know it I, it was i guess a marriage of convenience or whatever mm-hmm. at the time but uh-huh. uh she really really had the hots for lancelot uh
3: uh-huh. <laughs> but
0: arthur, arthur giving in you know to that he didn't go kill him But he gave up the sword, gave up, he was devastated, and the land, again, turned and reflected Mm -hmm. that. And he sent his knights off on this quest for the Holy Grail. And I I have to back up. Okay, so when they come across (laughs) Lancelot, there's the bridge, and the knights are failing. I'm just Uh fully expecting the Black Knight there. (laughs) <laughs> you
1: can't beat me. Yeah. Can't beat me. Yeah. It's been a flesh wound. Oh my god. It,
0: I I do have to go watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail after watching this because it was like, oh shit. Here yes. it is. <laughs> Here it is.
1: We return to Camelot. no yeah. Camelot is a silly place. Yes. Uh yeah, there is a couple more more than once did I have that feeling like, oh this is Yeah, for the joke. Wait for the other uh, shoot of. Yeah. Ball. I kept yes. And it just shows you how much the win. Monty
0: Python took Influence. from that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I
1: kept waiting for Merlin to ask the weight of a uh, of a sparrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Laden or unladen, or what? African or European, or whatever it was. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I kept waiting for that to come up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But they did yeah, not. That's...
0: They actually had horses. They didn't have coconuts, so we were good.
1: Yes. Yes. And
2: <laughs> um, we can give them that. And no horses were hurt during the filming, although. Oh battle you know yeah. a couple of horses definitely look like they got taken out right,
3: but I, yeah.
2: I wanted to go back to the whole thing with uh, Lancelot and Guinevere mm-hmm. um, because you see it start off so early when he's escorting her to the wedding oh
1: yeah oh yeah yeah
2: and you know she trots up to him and she goes they're trying to figure out which one of you can which one of them can win your heart mm-hmm. and he goes I'll none of them can and she's like oh come on who then? And he's like you. And she goes, surely you're teasing me. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, I love you. And I will only love you and no other for as long as I live. And you just see her kind of stop on the horse. Mm-hmm. And he takes off and she's like, what am I getting myself into? Yeah.
3: Right.
2: And you know, she's like kind of already committed to this. I got to do it. <sighs> right. What am I going to do? And, you know, you just see it kind of progress to the point where, you know, then later on, they're accused of the affair.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they haven't done it. Hopefully so no,
2: but they hadn't done anything at that point. That was the <laughs> no, but
0: everybody saw it. Yeah, everybody they saw it saw coming. It. Yeah, yeah. On the train. and
2: and you know, he, everybody but Arthur. Everybody just went right over his head. You know, I mean,
1: mm-hmm. he's running the whole world. So I guess oh, I gotta he's give that to him. He's being king of the planet. Come on, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, all right.
2: Yeah, and you know. Lancelot was taking his his regular trip out to the woods, and you know he has that scene where he fights with himself.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And you know, it, like you said, there there are so many just references to life, metaphors, that whole thing, mm-hmm. and like that internal struggle that everybody is always mm-hmm. having with himself over one thing or another. And he literally falls on his own sword. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, he really, the love of his king meant Mm -hmm. more to him than the love of the woman.
1: Right. Yeah. He literally tried to kill himself.
2: Yeah. He did. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and it just came down to you may think it's time for you to go, but there are still parts that you have to play in this story. Yeah. And, you know, then, like you said, Arthur standing over the two of them after they finally do sleep together, and he has the, the, the time and the chance Ugh. because they don't hear him.
3: Mm-hmm. He could
2: have easily killed the both of them. And he knew that it would mean, it would give them more hurt knowing that he saw them together and mm-hmm. he would rather not be king than see them together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you could see the pain in Arthur's face. That actually, Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, that, that to me was that moment where he's he's got the sword up and he's you're just like, oh, this is uh-huh. going to end badly. No matter what he does, this is going to end really badly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I being a kid and watching this, but I think the first time I watched I was maybe six or seven years old.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And because I always loved stories of King Arthur. And mm-hmm. I can remember seeing this scene and going, He's going to kill him. He's Mm -hmm. definitely going to kill him. You
3: know,
2: because that's what everybody's expecting. Yeah. And then here he is. I'm going to throw everything for a loop. You know, I'm I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to let you guys suffer. Mm -hmm. Suffering is going to be a lot more than death.
1: And for Lancelot, it was instantaneous.
2: Yes. Gone. A king without
1: a sword, a land without a king, and Uh he just runs off. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that was the last time he saw her. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she went it. to a convent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she went to
2: a convent. Um, that must have been one heck of a thing to make it go.
0: <sighs> damn. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to top that but God. All right. right.
1: Here's my, always been my um, thought on this story as far as that portion of the Arthurian legend. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to sound really woke here. Sorry, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> It always seems like, yeah, (laughs) sorry. I apologize to everyone in advance, but it seems like a lot of stories of this type always have to have the woman villain. And it was almost like they didn't, they, that Morgana wasn't enough. So now we're going to take a woman that you trust and we're going to flip it and make her a bad guy. Like she's, she's doing you an evil. Uh I know that I, I know there are stories out there where they never have the affair. I know that I've read stories where that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And Arthur, and I, I don't know that she ever goes to a convent, right, even in those stories. But it works. For me, it, it would always work better. If I were to rewrite it, I would try and find one of those older legends where she doesn't have the affair. Because I think his hand, his plate is full with Morgana. I yeah. mean, the whole world's coming an yeah, it is. because of Morgana anyway. I, and I just feel like that was one of those stories that was written. Somebody had... A problem with women in their life at that point or just decided women can't be good too or i don't know what the problem is but yeah it seems to happen a lot in legends like the women are always yeah. the bad ones and i think it's it has to do with um the point of view of the teller
3: uh-huh.
1: yeah so yeah. that helps I, I don't know if i make sense or not but i know you you do
0: you do and that's I know not there that are woke.
1: myths out there where <laughs> that the guinevere and lancelot don't have the affair yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah that's not a, not always a thing. Yeah, there's a, I mean, the this one was based based on *Le Morte d'Arthur* by Sir right. Thomas Mallory. So, um, you know, during that time, there was always the love triangles, right? right when this was yeah. written, so of course, for excitement in the story, you're going to put it in,
3: right? Oh yeah, you yeah. know,
2: and I mean, you take something like. Uh, another another uh, Arthur story, The Mist of Avalon. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you've ever read that book, I if you haven't, you, you really it's, should.
1: It's probably it's, been twenty years since I've read it. If I you know if I finished it, I'll be not shocked. But <laughs> it's just one of those books that I know I, I have in my library. I'm sure I read it.
2: It's it's so well worth to read because it's the tale of Arthur told from the woman's point of view.
1: Hmm. Oh, okay.
2: So. It's got the Lady of the Lake who is an actual woman
1: mm-hmm. who
2: walks the face of the earth. It's got Morgan Morgan. I think she goes mm-hmm. by Morgan Le Fay in that.
3: Yeah, and, Morgan
2: Lefay. You know, you I'm trying to think there's a there was a third sister, and right now her name is, is uh leaving me, but they're all sisters, mm-hmm. pretty much. Oh, okay. Story. And it's how these three women help shape everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're Morgan's not really seen as the bad girl in right. this because they take uh, Mordred and he's like the, the king of the Saxons who mm-hmm. in that point were really rebels and just trying to wipe out England.
1: Right. So right.
2: It, it takes out that that fight. You know, so it there's there's a lot of lot of different stories out there and I mean mm-hmm. we'll never really know Right, which one is the right one?
3: Yeah.
2: Um. But I, I, I think that this is probably one of the better ones.
0: Yeah, this that is put
2: out there. I, I
1: have what What see. I like.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. What what I, what I like about this one is it. There are. You're right. There's. There's lots of stories out of there, and this one brings a level of fantasy. That some mm-hmm. of the others don't. Um, this has actual magic, and and you got the love triangle and everything. Uh, one of my favorite versions is from 2004 with Clive Owen.
3: Ah, uh, uh, yes,
0: it, and it shows him as a Roman Roman soldier, and mm-hmm. um, there's no love triangle there. Um, they hint at it that it could have mm-hmm. been, but Lancelot yeah. dies, but um, and Guinevere is a badass. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but with that, it's very actual there's no um actual magic there's no real wizardry there's none Mm -hmm. of this (laughs) stuff and it's more of a historical fiction take um and it's it's basically yes it's the same story but man when you watch the two of them they are so different Mm -hmm. it's like two different completely completely different movies but if you on a fantastical take excalibur is just it's so filled with i don't know hell the sword even glows green like ice. there we <laughs> <Yeah>. go
1: <laughs> he talks a lot about that in the uh, in the director's yeah. cut about oh, why yeah. they were doing certain things with the lighting and stuff like that oh, they did a
0: lot of lighting in this oh my yeah. god
1: and, and it it's mm-hmm. all for particular reasons like showing the old ways going into the new mm-hmm. ways going back to the old way it's just
0: so well, well, merlin about talks it. about that too it says like his time is done it's now the time yeah. of men and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And that, that's interesting. One God,
1: what is what, the time of the one God?
0: The old gods it, are gone. It is or, upon
1: or, us and the old gods yeah. are leaving or something like that. And it's like, yeah. wow, that's very telling. Yeah. That's very telling on his
0: part. This movie is a giant ball of metaphors um, and symbolism.
1: And never slapping you in the head with it. No. no. Not like a fish. No, not like a fish <laughs> slapping you in the face, like a fish, like yeah. a cod, yeah. <laughs> like a cod. Nothing like
0: having a cod slap across your face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but,
2: uh,
0: I'm no not right touching
2: thing. that one, not touching that. Uh,
0: no,
1: no, it no. smells a bit fishy. <laughs> Good She's night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was really well written, it nothing was beating you over the head, no, like this is probably the third time I've seen it. I should probably watch it more often because I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's going to go on my regular once-a-year rotation because I just... No, so well, nice. It's so well-written and it's so well-acted and there's so many names in it that weren't oh names at the time and just yeah. ex- have exploded over the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it is a metaphor. Everything in this movie is a metaphor. Everything is talking about humanity, everything is talking about why you should do something. Uh-huh. Why you shouldn't do things, other things. Um, the, the the baptism of Percival. Uh-huh. When he, when he's in the water going under.
0: Uh-huh. And he yeah. starts
1: ripping off his armor. He's no longer a knight. He's you know, he's not the knight that he was. Yeah, it's not what he wanted. He was—he had a bigger quest, and when he comes out, he's out of the water again. It's a water. It's the water is cleansing the soul. The water is mm-hmm. cleansing him. He's yeah. out, and he knows the answer. He knows yep. the answer to the riddle that he's been asked. What you know, is your for favorite the last color? Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> what is the weight of a sparrow? <laughs>
0: you know what? Y'all like crazy. <laughs> Freaking Merlin. Tim. His name was Tim.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh, I kept <laughs> expecting, bashing teeth. I kept expecting for a bunny to show up. Oh my gosh! <laughs>
3: <sighs> yeah.
2: But um, I, I, I... <laughs> okay, I <laughs> just lost that train of thought. Nope, got it back. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> because now i have monty python all through my head right now okay i'm sorry i'm I'm not getting sucked in i'm not getting sucked into that um i i did like (laughs) geez when when they send them out send all of them out on the trail the trail Mm, for the holy grail right um you know you've got these aging knights who were now, what, 50, maybe 60? yeah. You know, I mean, somewhere around there. They were just figuring, like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be able to retire. I can put on my armor every day, go kneel right. before God, kneel before my king, and then, you know, go back home. Yeah. And like, now, go forth, <laughs> you know, find like, the grail. <laughs> and, yeah, and you can all see him kind of go, like, especially when, when Morgana was giving birth to Mordred. Right. Arthur gets struck with the lightning.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And they're all on their knees. And it's like they see this lightning and they just kind of go, was well, he dead?
3: Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's dead? You know? What happened? Like, oh,
2: you know, I mean, if he's gone, he can make do with this. You know, and they're like, no, he, he lives. And they're like, "All right," and then he to "Go out." <laughs> they're like, oh, "God, we know something's coming now."
1: There goes my retirement.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then they've got to go out and find the Grail, and right. you know, it's like, "Where do you look? Where do you search?" And they're searching well, everywhere. Well, that's what
1: Percival's yeah. the only one. Yeah, I'm sorry, I overstepped mm-hmm. your your comment. Oh,
2: no. God, God, God. Yeah. yeah,
1: Percival was the only one who asked the question. Yeah, where do we where do we look? Uh
2: huh. It was.
1: And he had yeah. no answer.
2: And, nope. and because the rest of them had checked out. They were like, all right, we'll go ride right around for a little bit. We'll come back and say we couldn't find it. mm
3: mm-hmm.
2: You know? And then it just, I mean, there were ones you could see who were very loyal to Arthur. And then there were ones like Uri's, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: where he couldn't trust Arthur at first. He laughed at him. He said, I'm going to kneel before a Squire? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now he's out there searching because he knows that this is what will bring his, his king back.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: then you had the other ones once Percival passed out. He, he opens his eyes and he's in Morgana's arms and he starts rambling right. off these names. And yeah. they're like, oh yeah, they've all joined us. Because mm-hmm. it's like, let's take the easier route.
3: Yeah, Yeah, well that's
2: we what it, that was. Yeah, it's like we know that there's no grail. We know we're never going to find it. Mm-hmm. So we might as well eat, drink, and be merry here. Then we might as well live. On. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, when Percival was just kind of like, no, that's, that's not what we were told to do, you know? And that's why, in my opinion, I think that's what made Percival a greater knight than
1: Lancelot. Oh yeah. Percival is yeah. absolutely the truer, the truer of spirit. than yeah. Any of the knights. Yeah. Like, he, he it's a guy
2: who was going to stand in for the queen because Lancelot hadn't shown up yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll do it. Nobody else is going to do it. He's like looking all around like, y'all, this is your queen. Nobody's yeah, going to defend that, her. And I think that's what he was thinking. Like, well, Lancelot brought me here. So I have to stand in for Lancelot because mm-hmm. you know, none of you guys are doing what you're supposed to do. Any one of you guys should have stood forward. All of exactly. you at once should have stepped forward, mm-hmm. you know, at okay. that point. Yeah. But they all knew. They, they all knew what yeah. they had in their heart. Now, uh-huh. whether it didn't happen yet or not, but they all They, they
0: knew it was coming. It,
1: they could see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, they saw what was going to happen if it hadn't happened already. Uh-huh. So, but this guy was just like, no, no, this is my queen. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not going to let somebody insult her. I don't care if it is a knight that's going to kill me in two seconds. Yeah. And then <laughs> for him to persevere uh-huh. through everything that he's gone through. Yeah. The, the, the winners, the land. I mean, when, when he walks up to that one night at the, um, at the little stone. The little oh, stone yeah, perfect. it was frozen. Yeah. And the guy's just frozen and rotten. It's like, oh, my God, these guys yeah. have been out here for a long time. Turns out, what, 10 years they were gone? Yeah. yeah. Something 10, like that. 10 years yeah. Or something like that. 10 years. 10, 10 So he 10, was probably the youngest yeah. of the knights. Oh, he, by far. Yeah. yeah. So by he was far. probably in his late 20s, early 30s by the time he gets back. Yeah. Aged badly because of the well, yeah. you know, what yeah. he's been through? Yeah. yeah, and he he was there by Arthur's side to the very end. Nah. Nah. And that's a good that that's a good character arc for him cuz Well, I do have little... to laugh
0: when when uh, we get to the end and Percival's ta- tasked with throwing the sword <laughs> in the lake. Yeah, he yeah. rides and he rides and he rides. Nope, <laughs> comes all the way back
1: <laughs> and then has to go back.
2: Back
0: again. out. Right. Uh-huh.
1: Like... <laughs> See, I I always thought that that happened three times.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I thought Percival yeah. went out, came back, went out, came back, and then threw it in the third time. That's that's how I remember reading the story when I was younger. I maybe I read a different story or a different version of it. Yeah, but it was it's very telling that Percival's like, no, I can't you can't get rid of the sword, you're the king. And the king's yeah. like, no, nah, this, is, this is for the future. This isn't even us yeah. anymore. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. Our time has ended. Yeah. You I know? mean,
2: Arthur had such a great, great line in that when you know, he says, "You know, my king Excalibur can't be lost. And he said, do as I say. One day, a king will come and the mm-hmm. sword will rise again. Right. And it's like, you just, you wanted to believe what he was saying.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you were like, OK, that's that that should be enough to give Percival the hope that he'll throw it in and maybe a couple of years later, somebody will come through,
3: Right. Yeah. Right. You know,
2: And I, I really think that that's kind of what changed his mind, because, you know, when he took it out the first time when he got there, he pulls it out and he's looking at it. And he's going. No, nah, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just no. And, you know, he's he puts it back in, he rides back and he's like, OK, so tell me what you saw. Like a subtle wind yeah. on the water, and, and it's like Arthur becomes his father at that point.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. what did
2: I tell you to do? You yeah. know, I told you, you one. one job oh, and you didn't yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Don't>
1: go <laughs> do what I told you to do.
2: Yeah, it's like go throw the sword in the lake and then come back. I'll still be here. Yeah, and <laughs> well, you know, nice. of course, yeah, in exactly. well, the second time, of course, you know, like had he thrown it in the first time. Would he have had more time with Arthur to maybe yeah. get some of his wisdom? Yeah, it's know? hard to say. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Because, I mean, at that point, a chunk of Arthur had already been carved out by the Spear of Mordred. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was already crawling to try and find a spot to die. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those things where I don't think Arthur could rest until he knew that the sword was where
1: it should have been. Yeah, right. Yeah, he knew that he didn't throw it in already because yeah. he, he hadn't died. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. He didn't die yet. And exactly. that brings and that, to the um pretty telling. Yeah,
0: yeah. The final scene there of Arthur's body on the on the boat sailing off is another mm-hmm. symbolic um scene. Yes. This the, yeah. I mean this whole thing is symbolism like crazy.
1: Did, did yeah. either of you see the hobbits on that boat? The little the little hobbits going over the no? Just me? Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's <laughs> like now I'm sitting here going, that
0: I, I was like I didn't see no midgets. You're in timeout. You're in timeout. We out. watched that a few weeks ago, David. <laughs> the the little people in the tiny town.
1: <laughs> the tiny tiny so tiny town.
0: <laughs> oh that's it. We need Excalibur, King Arthur, done with little people.
1: Midgets. <laughs> yes. <The> lollipop Guild. <laughs>
2: and i'm really trying not to laugh i'm really i'll go right ahead
0: we did a review mal of a of a, a midget western
2: Oh my gosh, How did I missed that one. The <laughs> terror to go back of Tiny
0: Town. The terror of Tiny Town.
2: I'm, I missed that one. Oh
1: it my isn't
0: God. Up, it's not up yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We okay, good. I was it, like, it'll right. be right before we post this one. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> the, A nice little intro. It was just last week, I think, wasn't it? Or was was it, it, it? No. Yeah. No,
2: i have know. to write that down.
1: No.
0: It was. It totally was something lost. you picked that was supposed to be good, but it. I mean it's supposed to be bad, <laughs> but it turned out to be better. It turned
1: out to be better than we thought. Um, it
0: was. It was a Japanese
1: superhero movie. Oh, that's it. The evil brain from outer space. Yeah. Oh. What okay. does that title tell you, Mel? How good a movie could that possibly be? Probably, better than you think.
2: <laughs> oh, look, if you want to do one that really is bad, watch Velocipaster.
0: Oh my god. I know just the whole concept behind it. Yes. It's a an exorcist <laughs> who's part dinosaur. Yes.
2: After it's fairly new. Yeah. You could tell that this was some film school's uh, final project. <laughs> Velocipaster. Just, just the
1: title alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I It is no energy-
0: Excalibur. I haven't seen it, but I oh, guarantee oh, it does oh, not oh, no. get to the level of John Borman.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it's about...
2: A hundred and ten minutes of my life I'll never get back.
3: Oh
1: God, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm so sad. <laughs> that's all
3: right.
2: That's oh, it's all right. <laughs> that's... I tortured Taylor with it too, so you know.
1: <laughs> there, there you go. You want well, your yeah, sister with a movie? You're okay. Always, always, always. <laughs> what I liked is um, about Excalibur, real quick, yeah. and it just—I just remembered it—is when Borman they were setting up for like the final battle scene. Uh-huh. And he had the helicopter in the uh, the the styroplastine uh-huh. uh, Stonehenge on the mountaintop because he wanted this this view, yeah. uh-huh. and it's really beautiful. And he's going up to the to the henge to to kind of inspect it and look at it and just admire, you know, his idea. And some American tourists uh-huh. drive up. And they're looking at their their tour guide map and they're looking at the hinge and they're looking at the tour guide. They're like, oh. this isn't on any map. What what is this? And he had to go out there and explain to them <laughs> that it wasn't real. Because when you even when you're looking at the thing, it looks like you know it could yeah. be real stone. Uh-huh. And especially when you're off a little ways, I mean that thing looks solid yeah. as you know, Stonehenge itself. I but honestly
0: he... <laughs> thought I thought you were gonna tell me it was only 18 inches tall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the soldiers keep tripping over Stonehenge, man. <laughs> we have lost complete control now. Yes. Oh,
0: I had to throw a Spinal Tap reference. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So, okay. So, anyway, um, so Mal. I,
2: mm-hmm. Go right I ahead. Actually, I actually <laughs> had a question for the two of you and your thoughts on this in that okay. final battle when they're getting their butts kicked and all of a sudden Lancelot comes back. Right. <laughs> Do you think he was doing it out of guilt or was he looking for redemption?
1: A little I think he a
0: wanted little. redemption. Um, because as he was dying, he was still asking Arthur for forgiveness, or mm-hmm. it seemed like he wanted to hear that from Arthur. And he had a wound that never healed.
1: Yeah, this is true. He was yeah. still wounded by the, the side. It never healed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Which, it was a little of both. I yeah. think he felt the guilt mm-hmm. Oh for, yeah, for what he had oh. done to his king. He should.
0: And his <laughs> friend.
1: But again, that guilt is what was driving... For his redemption. And he wanted like yeah. Scott said, uh-huh. he, he wanted to hear he wanted to hear that he was forgiven. He he yeah. needed yeah. that before he could die.
3: Yeah.
1: And when he saw what Percival, what happened to Percival, and he's watching Percival go I think he had made his decision to go put on the armor at that point. Yeah. When he realized, Oh crap, I've just this is my old friend. This is you know, this is Percival. What what have yeah. I just done? Uh-huh. But boy, he's a hard one to kill. Even even at 50, 55, how old he yeah. was supposed to be at that point. Just a flesh yeah. wound. <laughs> but a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> and he was dressed like the Black Knight, let's be he honest. He was, yes. In black armor, so.
2: I was really trying to figure out where he got the studded black armor from. For <laughs> All
1: that. he had to do is kill somebody and go to a leather shop. <laughs> yeah. that.
2: Very true, very true. I you just
1: blended in my leather. My,
0: yeah, I was armor. waiting. There's a joke there. <laughs>
1: But uh, yeah, boy, he came through those guys like a whirlwind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a sword in one hand and a, what was, that a battle hammer in the other and he's just Yeah. Uh, those guys were falling like tumbleweeds, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They were I and I think I I liked that part, you know, because once again the music played a big mm-hmm. big part in it. You know, yeah. it starts off with this fog. And, yeah. you know, they're like where are they? And the one guy goes, listen. And mm. then you hear them trotting on the horse. And they said, they won't be able to tell our numbers in the fog. Right. And he goes, we'll use the old ways, speed of horse. And then it right. the just flares, And it's like, you're right there with them. And like, yeah. you're like, Ah, you know, you're doing your old battle scream.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah. just
2: to to be with them and you know give them the encouragement that that they needed or that you mm-hmm. wanted to give them.
1: You know, you want to okay. be on a horse with them.
2: Yeah. yeah, you know, and that music just plays out, plays out, plays out, and then it dies, and all you hear is the fighting,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: then they're getting their butts kicked. You know, and the guys are like going like this because their helmets have been knocked off. They're trying to protect their heads, and they see Lancelot. And that music starts up again. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you just get that whole surge again of like, Mm -hmm. they're going to win,
3: you
1: know?
2: and
3: We've
1: got a (laughs) chance.
3: (laughs) We're
2: we're in this now. And I mean, had you done that scene with no sound?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, it would have never.
2: It would have never fly.
0: No. There would have been
2: no way around it. Mm -hmm.
0: Sound is very crucial to to movies. Yeah.
2: And Mm -hmm. this is... I know that they they were Oscar nominated for cinematography, but I think sound alone they Mm. should have won. You know, and the fact that they didn't just it it kills me. I'm like, W T F? Right, right. Not give them
3: that.
0: Well, you're talking about that scene, and and I have to laugh because. They're like, listen. And now I'm hearing. I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm hearing the music. I'm thinking, dummy, don't you hear the music start? They coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are about to get your ass handed to you. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I really like that scene because they're all the bad guys are all looking towards camera. They're all like, here they because they're, they're expecting them to come in mm-hmm. one direction. They're like, and then the other guys like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Like. Yeah. yeah. Where are they at? We don't know we don't know where and then all of a sudden they're coming in from behind them and they're like, Ah oh, shit. Turn around <laughs> they didn't see this coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they just slaughtered a whole bunch of those guys real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
2: And and it comes to experience, the experience yeah. of the knights, you know, and 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 when you really think about it at that point, um when Arthur starts off as king, he maybe only had Five or six nights,
3: if you really yeah, think yeah, about it, that many guys.
2: No, and it wasn't until they had that big big celebration after the war that they had just won. And he was mm-hmm. talking about how he was going to build Camelot and he was going right, to get right. married. And you see he's amassed this army. Mm-hmm.
3: These,
2: these, these men who are willing to follow him because mm-hmm. they know that he's a man with a good heart. Right. And I think the, the 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 part that really gets me about that, not the speech, not anything else, but when they all, he goes Knights of the Round Table.
3: Mm. And they
2: didn't even have the Round Table yet at that point. Right. And they just all take their soy, swords and they put them up together.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: And you're just like, oh, like right? it, it's you, it, you want to find your own. Friends and your own knights to do that with.
1: Yeah, right, right. It, it gives you. Th- this is a story that I think inspires everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, I can't see anybody from any walk of life, whether you're an American, uh, uh, Russian, I don't know, uh, Mongolian. If you read this story, that the the whole the whole story itself is a hero, hero's journey. It, it's it's yes. just yeah. It it's, could be anybody. It could be any group of people doing great things for the right reason. Yeah, that's you know that's what I get out of the Arthur legend. You know? Yeah, it's one, been, yeah it's, it's one of those stories that have been.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those stories that been done multiple times, just different ways, different. Um, and it, it's good. It works. It works. Yeah. And the way the way this was put together, with the love and the expertise of the director and all the people involved mm-hmm. made something really special it's yes, yes it may be the same type of thing it's been done over and over but nobody has done excalibur over so. no
1: no God, i hope they never that's do it. better not. no they won't ever they goes, hey let's go redo excalibur we can do it better no you can't no, no. thankfully can't
0: they've they've went and made their own takes on on mm-hmm. arthur which is great go for it it's it's such yes. a big it's a story yeah so it's, you can go do what you want to it, and that, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, this is a great telling of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. This is probably my favorite telling of the story uh-huh. in general. Agreed. Yeah, for, for me, for growing up and watching all the Arthur tales that I watched mm-hmm. and the black and white stuff and all the way up to this movie, this movie was for me the penultimate in the motion picture-wise anyway of the, the tale. I can watch other tales. There was one with um, Sean Connery and... Um, First Night. Yeah, First Night. Yeah. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good telling. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think Guinevere doesn't... I don't think Guinevere and, and Lancelot do anything in that one either. They do. Okay. They, they do. do? They do. Okay, because it had been such a long time <laughs> since i seen it, I, I don't remember.
2: Yeah, when but, Richard Gere was um, Lancelot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that already gives me pause.
1: <laughs> no, it's actually a pretty good movie. I mean, it was good. I've seen it, but yeah. it's like hey, Richard Gere is a King knight. Arthur. I mean, yeah. So, Sean uh, Connery, he could have played anything. Yeah. on, Guinevere. Yeah. Give me my car. I'm just gonna call you Money Penny from now on. Yeah. Don't worry
0: about <laughs> so, on that note, Mal, um, uh, give us our your final thoughts on Excalibur.
2: Oh, I. Uh... I Honestly, they've just kind of sent, uh, Set it up already It's, in my opinion, the best one Out there um, Hands down, past, present, and future uh, Just I don't think it gets enough credit You know no. No. As What it truly is And it's something that You are sucked in from the minute that you hit that, Hear that opening line oh, yeah. of, of music to where you hear that ending. And it's like, it's one of those movies where there's so many parts. And if one part is off in this movie, mm-hmm. the whole movie would have been ruined. Yeah. Um, so it's probably one of the greatest works of filmography in, in my opinion. Um, because it really, truly has it all. -hmm. And you know, you said you're going to add it to your yearly watch. I think I'm up to maybe watching it every month. You know, just because it's it's that good. Yeah, it is. It's it's wonderful.
1: Scott and I have talked about movies that you watch because they're so well made and you can learn things from. Mm -hmm. This is one of those movies, especially if you listen to the director's commentary as he speaks of how and why he did things, his timing of mm-hmm. the apple blossoms, his timing of the uh, the bluebells coming mm-hmm. up. He, he literally, I don't know how the hell, I wouldn't even know where to begin to look up. You know, <laughs> when is this stuff going to bloom? Okay, well, this is when we got to go film. But he took yeah. the time to go, this is the scene and this is why it's happening. This is mm-hmm. the scene and this is why it's happening. You know, he took the time to plan all that out and then had the cinematographer be able to pull it off. Say, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. This is my shot. Can you do it? Yeah, I can do that. Right, mate. Let's move on next. (laughs) 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 Ain't no tea breaks today, mate. Get up here. Just imagine how they all sounded on set.
0: (laughs) That's a great point. That's a great point. That's um, everything that happened in this movie happened for a reason. Mm
3: -hmm. And
0: a lot of filmmakers lose sight of that. Oh, it would be cool if we do this. And nobody ever stops and says, why? Why would right. you do that? I don't know, because it looked cool, but why? Yeah, Everything in this movie had a why that could be answered. Every mm-hmm. Everything yeah. needed to be a certain way. And it just, it is a great piece of uh, filmography. It's a great piece of work. Um, all the parts go together. It's an enjoyable movie, and if you don't like this movie, there's something fucking wrong with your head. Um, <laughs> bottom line. Yeah, up. you're mental or yeah. something. Yeah, I'm going to get my old man on with this. Get off my lawn. Stop listening to the podcast. Excalibur's great, okay? Jeez. Back in my day, we only had one channel, and Excalibur was on it.
1: <laughs> Damn. Ooh, okay. But anyway. <laughs> Back in my I day, love it. We had Excalibur, and we liked it.
0: <laughs> I love it for the reasons that both of you all mention. Um, yeah. It's not my favorite Arthurian telling. Um, I do do favor the 2004 Clive Owen one. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch this. That I, it, I like it. I don't um, know if I can see this, that thing.
1: I know of it. It's good. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. it's worth a watch. Um, this is a great movie all around. Not just mm-hmm. a great Ar- Arthur telling, but just the music the cinematography right all of it is um it's just well done um so our recommendations are watch this shit
1: yes yeah this is a good good movie folks uh you you could do a lot worse i know scott and i watch bad movies and mallory's <laughs> gonna have to come back one day and watch a really bad movie with us that's an old really bad movie oh boy one day <laughs> let me know yeah, it'll be a really bad movie. I keep trying to find really bad movies. Uh, well,
2: um, Amazon has a pretty good list.
1: Yeah, we, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, when we picked out, I literally was looking for one bad movie and, and we had talked about it, is The Devil Girls from Mars. I picked yeah. that movie and I'm thinking, this title, God, this is a okay. given. This yeah, is it's a great movie. movie. It turned out to be a really good movie. The Devil Girls from Devil Mars? Girl. Devil the Devil, Devil Girl, Girl, from Girl from Mars. The from Mars. Girls from Mars. It okay, is really I'm good. Now. It, all right. it gives me, there's a scene where the main character's coming down off of her ship, and she's walking uh-huh. down the ramp, and the first thing I thought of was, that's Darth Vader walking down the ramp. Huh. She's tall, she's willowy, but she's got, she's all dressed all in black. black with the thing, <laughs> and I'm like, this is, the whole movie, I mean, other than the robot, was really about the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of points oh, where gosh. you're like, okay, well, that wouldn't happen. But, <laughs> You know, like, why would any guy fight her? Yeah. You'll, when you watch the movie, just okay. you'll understand. Let me know what you think because this, it's, I just got it out. <laughs> it, it, turn, week.
0: it turned yeah. out to be really good. We tried for a bad movie, and it's like, Dave and I got on here. It's like, I really like this movie. It has become one of my favorites. It is really good. Really? Uh, okay. The acting the acting is top notch. Um, mm-hmm. it's, and the, the cast is what really make this movie. And it's like, wow, that was oh. decent. The, the so, plot's
1: thin. Um, <laughs> the motivations of the men, uh-huh. a little thin. I mean, I can't imagine any single guy back in 1942 fighting this chick. And when you watch the movie, you'll go, "Why would any guy back in 1942 no, fight they this one?" Really? Okay. <laughs> it's just it's it's pretty good. And then then after you watch it, go back and watch what me and Scott had to say about it. And I just want to know if you agree. I mean, because okay. it's interesting just to just to know. Because yeah, I know how I we feel may be about crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, it might be that. you might look at me and go, "Dave, that was the worst piece of tripe I've ever seen no. in my life." No. That's called uh, the Star
0: Wars Holiday Special.
1: Yes. Oh, God. That's horrible. It hurts my heart to have had to watch that.
0: That bar has been put on the floor, so we have yet to um, get under it.
1: I think Uh, that's the problem. We went, we tanked that mother. It's underground. That bar is so low. It's underground. I've been looking for something ever since to get underneath it. We're right. So I want to put this out,
0: out to our listeners and our watchers. If you have something that's worse than the Star Wars holiday special, hit me up, send oh. me an email. Let's let's watch it, you know. Uh you and can try find this everywhere. The 80s and before. Yes. 80s try and, and keep before, it in please. The 80s.
1: That's kind of our thing, our niche. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: the old ass refers to the movies, not just us.
1: <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> anyway. That's gonna, we
1: were going we to call it two grumpy ass men, but we decided not yeah. to. It. It sounded weird. Yeah, that might
0: have been confused with two girls, one cup.
1: And yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You're don't, you got to edit that part out.
3: <laughs>
1: wow. Here's something. Me never, ever do. I can't even. Uh, I'm afraid to say this now. <laughs> After God. that line,
3: oh wow! <laughs> oh,
1: never mind. Mouth. i was going to ask people to thumbs oh, up and follow. I and was trying to figure out how to get more watchers, out. Dave.
0: I, I thought we, we, you know, we would just try it once. <laughs> Surely, there's an audience for that.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, oh man! Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. On that note, thanks again for tuning in, Mal. Thank you so much for joining us today. I oh, really thank enjoyed you having, having you
1: for putting up with us. Yeah, it's so much fun. It yeah,
3: really I love, you, I love
0: you guys. All man. right. <laughs> Everybody, be sure and tune in next week when we, uh, Dave tries again to find something horrible
1: still looking i'll find something (laughs) until
0: next time we'll catch you later